Greetings and welcome to the Franz Barden Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom. And today we are going to be talking about free will and the elements, the concept of free will and how it applies to Barden. You know, the concept of free will is used in so many spiritual teachings that it's interesting to tackle in regards to Barden. But before I get into that, which is going to be a great episode, I'm going to let you all know I am an executive spiritual coach for Franz Barden practitioners. I've been through all 10 steps. I can help guide you through all 10 steps. And I also have a, and oh, if you want to uh, get in touch with me for possible coaching, uh, the best way is my email, thegraveyardcowboy at gmail.com, thegraveyardcowboy, no spaces, at gmail.com. And I'll also put that below in the show notes. And also in the show notes will be a link to a very inexpensive digital class you can buy on emotional release and it's based on my experience with the Sedona method and it's really some of them are guided meditations and some of them are just teachings of the method but it's something I used as a kind of complement to my Barden work and it really really helped me open up and really really helped the kind of soul psychic level of things in clearing emotions and releasing emotions uh, that pertain to the element. So it helped helped in many ways, got me in touch with the Akasha better, a lot of things, a lot of good stuff. So check that out. And so as far as the concept of free will and the elements, you know, as, as I do this episode, I'm almost wondering, is the concept of free will even something that you need to be concerned about one way or the other. We're just getting through the steps and following Barden, right? You know, and, and right, that is true. For Barden, uh, he does talk about it on two different levels, paradoxically, because willpower, volition, um, persistence, uh, which is will, uh, those things need to be developed and are part of Barden's work very central, not the only thing, but very central to doing Barden work. But Barden also comes back time and time again throughout initiation into Hermetics, where he says nothing can be done outside of the will of divine providence. So the will of divine providence, you know, kind of decides everything. So you can be actually, you know, get in a place where your own will, like if you're real strong in willpower, which some people are. Most people that come to me are the opposite. They're weak in the fire, weak in the will, and strong in the water. But um, some have an extraordinarily um, strong sense of willpower. And sometimes you can end up getting blocked on going further through different steps by divine providence because Um, my guess is divine providence doesn't think that you have the empathy and the understanding and the warmth and the love that comes a lot from the water element. So we're looking at fire and water here for the concept of free will. 
And I agree with Barden. I think it's paradoxical. And I think it applies to the elements. I think fire is willpower and volition. And water is basically surrendering all to divine providence. So with water, which runs down the left side of our body, fire on the right, this is for right-handed people, obviously. If you're left-handed, it'd probably be the opposite. But um, as far as water, you know, that's the allowing. That's the understanding that so much is out of our control in life. And so much is beyond us. And so much is simply in the hands of divine providence. And that can be a relief because it can be a letting go. It can be a kind of way to merge with the absolute, you know, the Akasha and the higher realms. You're leaving it all to the Akasha and to divine providence. So surrendering to the concept of no free will can bring a lot of relaxation and it can also harmonize all of the other elements in the body. So don't be um, hesitant to meditate some that there is, you know, ultimately no free will. And that would be the water element on the left side of the body, the allowing, the surrender, the acceptance, you know, that so much is out of our control. And you think, you know, Barden gives us skills to control things, but there's still a world we live in. There's still just the kind of practical world day to day, you know, that we live in where so much is out of our control. You know, um, if I go to the grocery store, you know, there's no guarantee they're going to have what I'm looking for. There's no guarantee the cashier's going to be either nice or mean to me. I don't know what's going to happen. It's outside of my control. And no amount of using the higher abilities is going to manifest everything to be perfect, you know. And it's not necessarily like it's so bad. It's just simply out of our control. And the good news about the concept of no free will is it means you're off the hook. You're off the hook. And, you know, there's so much work involved in Barton stuff that, you know, with the astral mirror and the exercises that it can almost feel like you're on the hook to keep going and certainly keep going. But the concept of no free will is saying, well, this is where you're at. You may not be progressing at the rate you want, but that's just how it is for now. <coughs> Excuse me. So, and then at the other side, there is the concept of free will of willpower, that we do have control in developing that will to do the work, to do the exercises, to, you know, be driven to finish Barden's work and be driven to create a good life. 
And so one way to put it, I would say, is ultimately we have no free will, but we live and act as if we do. And we need to live and act as if we do. You know, there's no way out of it. There, There is stuff to do, even if you don't do any Barden work as part of your stuff to do. There's going to be stuff to do just being alive in this world. You know, you can't just sit back and say divine providence is going to cover all the logistical hassles that can happen or just the logistical things. They don't have to be hassles, but um, you need food. You can't just sit back and say, well, divine providence will make food appear, you know, or not. And if it doesn't, then it's not my destiny to eat. You know, that's, that's absurd. You, you know, we, we, we continue to put forth effort and do things and developing a strong will is good. And I'd actually say most people are probably, uh, that come to me as clients are, are, are weaker in will. And so, Develop the will, develop the power, Um, you know, don't be afraid, don't be afraid to be powerful, don't be afraid to be committed to finishing initiation into hermetics and becoming a superhero, although once you get through initiation into hermetics, you realize you're not really a superhero, this is kind of just our natural state, you know, that maybe we had in the other dimension before we incarnated in this life. So, you know, that's that's kind of my view. You know, in between lives, we might have had these capacities and been taught them and learned them and then chose to reincarnate on Earth. And Earth is a rough place, my friends. You know, it's not, it's a lot rougher than the afterlife and the world beyond. And I'm talking kind of now not even about the astral realm but about the higher planes the spirit realm you know that ultimately you can um get to a point where you can basically choose to merge with divine providence and that's that that's um you know nirvana basically in the buddhist sense that's that's uh you know complete enlightenment and done you've 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 got a path out and you may not want that you may want to just keep incarnating you may know wow i've got some heavy stuff i'm not going to get through it all in one life even if i get through all of barton's work and that's fine you know that 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 choice exists you know i don't think divine providence would demand you do one or the other unless there was some really good reason for it i mean obviously um the will of divine providence is not a negative thing in any way you know it's not a punishing god it's not you know the old testament god uh literally from the bible it could be the old testament god from the bible yahweh barton uses that word yahweh but uh, it's it's not, you know, the stories of wreaking havoc on enemies and punishing and rewarding, you know. It's, it's, it's not really working on punishment and reward like a scolding parent, I guess, is all I'm really trying to say uh, with that. So free will is an interesting thing. Neuroscientists are... 
um, sort of divided on it, I believe. They are basically, um, they are basically some do and some don't believe that we have free will. So there's kind of both with neuroscientists and neuropsychologists. I've seen both. I've seen, um, but there's a whole lot of stuff that suggests we don't coming forth in the science realm, even for um, some people in uh, the computer world that believe we're already living in a digital simulation. So there may be no control in that simulation. You know, there's just the appearance and experience of control or limited control that we have. So science is answering this question. Advaita Vedanta, which I'm familiar with, a path of uh, mysticism in Hinduism, jnana yoga, basically, the yoga of wisdom. And a lot of the teachers in that realm, um, one of my own, Roger Castillo, talks about no free will, but will say, sure, we have to continue to put forth effort, and that happens, but understand that ultimately we don't have it. So... Um, a lot, of, a lot of stuff in the spiritual world and in the scientific world wrestling with this question. And, you know, the movie Forrest Gump basically says, um, I think there's both. There's both free will and no free will or something like, you know, he basically comes to the conclusion where he integrates the paradox of free will, which is, uh, astounding, you know, towards the end of the movie. And I basically think that's, that's where we're at. It's a paradox. It's both, you know, we do and we don't. Um, we live and act as if we do, and we need to live and act as if we do, but maybe ultimately we don't, you know, so, and when you say you don't, it's the will of divine providence, no reason to be pessimistic about the will of divine providence and what uh, God wants for you, because it's not a punishing God. It's a God of unconditional love. So that that's that's the chunk of it. Uh, fire is free will. Water is no free will. Um, you know, you could get into the other elements, but I'd say those are the two main ones where you know, it kind of works seamlessly to apply them to. And again, this may not be a question that's really like worth fooling with for you. And that's that's fine, you know. I mean, and, and that's always a question. I've heard spiritual teachers say that when people are asking about free will, you know. I think Muji uh, ended up saying that in an interview. I mean, you know, he said, it's not really a question you've got to be concerned about either way. So um, maybe that's the truth. You know, I don't know. But uh, I did this episode mainly because Barden does talk about both willpower and the will of divine providence. And so I wanted to uh, speak about the paradox there that could be um, maybe a stumbling block for some. So anyways, more episodes are coming. I wish you all well. Hang in there. Uh, 
weird times we're living in. This COVID era kind of started a new modern era of world history, I feel. And basically, uh, we're in it. So keep swimming. You are the ocean and the ocean is you. Keep swimming, my friends. Blessings.